I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. I'm going to start out by talking about signs, uh, surprising causes of high cholesterol. Because the number one medication that I see patients come in our offices with or taking is blood pressure medication. Very, very common. A lot of people take it. And it's so common that it's almost poo-pooed. Like, oh, of course, it's just blood pressure medication. Everybody takes it. Doesn't mean it's good. Just means everybody takes it. You know, like your mother said, if everybody else jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? Well, we're not talking about blood pressure today. We will a little bit. Uh, But we're going to talk about cholesterol, which is the number two medication that I see people taking. I think cholesterol and diabetes medications might be tied. Cholesterol probably a little more. But there's a reason uh, that there's a problem with that. There's a reason why so many people are taking it that about one in 100 people with high cholesterol benefit from taking medication and, in fact, need medication to survive. It's kind of like diabetics. If you're type 1 diabetic, you need medication to survive. If you're type 2 diabetic, most cases, you can reduce or eliminate the need for medication. So there's no reason why we should be doing these medications if there's ways around it, in my opinion. Nobody seems to address the cause of these problems. They just keep addressing the symptoms. Medication's easy, medication's cheap, especially cholesterol medications now. You can buy them for just a couple of dollars. But nobody seems to want to do the little bit of work that's required to say, what, what if I did this, could I get off my medication? Now, I'm not guaranteeing you're going to get off your medication, but I'm, I am going to say that we've gotten some amazing results with our patients by simply changing their diet. And there are side effects to medications. And the only side effect I know of, of eating a good diet, is that you get healthy and you save a ton of money. So let's talk about some reasons why you might have high cholesterol. Number one, big one is stress. Chronic stress causes a lot of health issues, including high cholesterol. Research shows that it raises your risk of high bad cholesterol, LDLs, and lowers the levels of good cholesterol. It's because stress hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline trigger changes that might lead to higher blood sugar, and that causes inflammation. Over time, this can cause your liver to pump out more cholesterol and blood fats called triglycerides. So what happens is this. When you eat sugar, whether it's, I don't know, table sugar, let's say, plain old white sugar, 50% fructose, 50% glucose, the body has to take that sugar and convert it into glucose. Glucose is the type of sugar your body utilizes. So if you're eating fructose, like white table sugars, half fructose, half glucose, it takes the fructose, converts it into glucose in the liver. In the process, it creates a waste product called uric acid. Uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. When you're in pain, that can raise your blood pressure. And as the blood pressure goes up, that puts stress on the blood vessels. When the blood vessels are stretched and put under a lot of stress, the body's pretty smart. The body says, you know what we need to do? We need to make these blood vessels stronger. So what's the quickest, easiest way to make a blood vessel stronger? Coat it in some cement. 
and that cement is called cholesterol. So what happens is that cholesterol, it builds up on the outside of the artery walls to make the artery wall stronger. And so you can raise your cholesterol levels just because you're under stress because it raises your blood pressure. Now, cortisol also is a hormone released when you're under stress. That has an effect on uh, the production of uh, cholesterol as well. But here's the thing. If you have hardening of the arteries, that's the body trying to save itself. The body is doing everything it can to keep you alive. So if you smoke, let's say, with 100 trillion free radicals attacking the blood vessels every puff of cigarettes. So 100 trillion free radicals attacking your blood vessels, the blood vessels are now going to get weak. And the body lays down cholesterol to make the blood, the blood vessels stronger. You have high blood pressure, pressure on the blood vessels. Body lays down cholesterol to make the blood, pre- blood vessels stronger. So if you have hardening of the arteries, your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's doing what it needs to do to keep you alive. So your body is so darn smart that it raises the cholesterol levels to lay down the cholesterol to build up around the the arteries to make them stronger. So you have to ask yourself a question. If the body's doing this as a response to stress, chemical stress, emotional stress, blood pressure, you know, physical stress, what if I reduce that stress? Will it reduce my cholesterol? And the answer is almost always yes. As we said, one in 100 people benefit from cholesterol medication. 99 out of 100 benefit from changing their diet. And so it really is just that simple. If you do unfiltered coffee, unfiltered coffee can raise your cholesterol levels. Now there's a French press, the Turkish coffee uh, espresso. Many people drink this and those things can raise your cholesterol levels. And so the oily compounds, they're called diterpenes, they seep into your cup and that can raise your LDLs. And so if you're going to drink coffee, which by the way you shouldn't because it's one of my seven deadly sins, but if you're going to drink coffee, I recommend that you do a filtered coffee, and I recommend you do organic coffee, and I recommend you do caffeine-free or decaffeinated because uh, that's just such a key player that coffee is so bad for so many different reasons, including this. So how the coffee is brewed has a direct impact on your cholesterol levels. So you have a French press. If you don't know what that is, it's a little machine you could use to uh, make coffee. Uh, the filter will filter out some of the junk. Without a filter, like in a French press, it doesn't work that way. Same thing with espresso. So if you are Italian, you like your espressos, or anyone likes their espressos, understand that you're increasing your diterpenes, and the diterpenes can raise your cholesterol levels. Who would have ever guessed that the coffee you drink in the morning is causing problems with your cholesterol? That's why you listen to this show. This show is so cool. You learn so many things about health that you would have never gotten anywhere else, except for right here with Dr. Joe. Medications, some drugs may have an unexpected effect on cholesterol. There's certain uh, birth control pills, uh, corticosteroids, uh, antivirals, anticonvulsives. So once again, cholesterol is produced to protect you. And so if you're taking these medications, it could be that the body's protecting itself from the reaction from these medications. So think about what medications you're taking. That can have an adverse effect on your cholesterol. So look at the medications. If you're taking, if you have high cholesterol, what I recommend you do is look at the medication and see if one of the side effects is raising your cholesterol levels. So then you have a quandary. 
gosh, Dr. Joe, I need to take my anticonvulsive medication. I need to take my corticosteroids. I need to take my birth control pills, whatever it is. You have to then say, okay, what if there was a way that I didn't need that medication? So that'll, then it won't raise my cholesterol. So then I won't need my cholesterol medication. Following? And this is where it gets tricky when it comes to healthcare. Trying to find the cause of the problem and not just treating the symptom. Because a lot of patients come in our offices. I've been in practice 37 years. Patients come in the office and they say, Dr. Joe, I take this many medications. And they hand me a bag of medications. And I'll say, what are they for? And many times the patient says, I don't know. My doctor gave me this, another doctor gave me that, another doctor gave me this. And so that's why there's a movement now, and hopefully it's going to catch on, where you keep a record of all your medications in one central place, and a computer can talk about contraindications. You shouldn't take this medication with this food, or you shouldn't take this medication with this medication. But a lot of times you have different doctors. You have an OBGYN, you have a heart doctor, you have a gastroenterology doctor, and they're giving you medications not thinking that there's some interactions going on. So this is important that you consider these things because this may be why you're on so many medications because it's affecting other medications, being caused by other medications. So medications can raise your cholesterol. So look at that and see what's happening. There's even things called beta blockers, uh, and the older ones can also raise your cholesterol. Newer ones don't seem to do it that way. Uh, thyroid problems. Your body uses thyroid hormones to remove extra cholesterol it doesn't need. Did you know that? No. So when you have an underactive thyroid, what we call hypothyroidism, your levels of total low-density lipoproteins, the LDLs, actually go up. So if you have symptoms of hypothyroidism, that might be fatigue, dry skin, muscle weakness, aches, uh, weight gain. So if you have these symptoms, you can do one of two things. One is we can send you to an endocrinologist and they will say, well, you know what, Joe, you've got hypothyroidism and we're going to put you on whatever medication it is. Or we can ask the question, and I want you to ask on every health issue you ever have, why do I have hyperthyroidism? Now, it might be genetic. It might be that uh, your body was hyperthyroid. You had an autoimmune disease, and it blew out the thyroid. Now the thyroid's weak. Uh, it could be that you're not getting enough iodine in your diet. That's a biggie. I cannot tell you how many patients don't have enough iodine in their diet. And we get iodine, the best source of iodine is going to be sea vegetables. Now, there's other sources of iodine as well. Plants have some iodine in it. But the soils that we're growing things now are depleted. When I was young, my father and my grandfather, we lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, and we lived in an apartment house, and it was a little backyard. And my grandfather had this amazing garden, and the soil in Jersey is black. If you've ever been to New Jersey, that's why it's called the Garden State. The soil is just black. And from what I understand, it came because of the, uh, the glaciers that came down from Canada and it dug out the Hudson Valley and the Hudson River. And the soil is just black and it grows really good vegetables, really good tomatoes, by the way, and blueberries. So we had a garden and we would fertilize it with everything we possibly could. Leftover table scraps. My father, my, uncle, my, my grandfather would go fishing and they'd cut up chicken heads and chicken guts and throw it in there. Um, strangely enough, in a weird way, uh, the sewer would back up periodically. If the sewer would back up, it'd back up into the garden. And so it would uh, um, actually fertilize the garden, which is a weird thing, I know, pretty gross. But the soil was very rich and had a lot of nutrients in it. Well, what we've done with commercial farming now is we've planted the same crop over and over and over and over again. So it depletes the soil of certain nutrients. And so we have to get those, soil, those nutrients back in, and many times they're not. And this is why food doesn't taste like it used to. 
I have organic gardens at my house, and I have figs and blueberries and tons of tomatoes. And the food is just spectacular. But I've worked for years to compost and constantly uh, get that soil back to where a normal soil would be. Well, most commercial farmers are not going to do that. They just grow it so you grow a tomato. It looks like a tomato. You bite into it. It tastes like cardboard. What I'm saying is that the soil is depleted, and iodine is one of the things that's depleted from the soil. And that's why that can affect your thyroid. Now, what I do, I take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, which are wonderful. I I feel the best supplements in the world, in my opinion, uh, for many reasons. But one of the reasons is we put sea vegetables in there, and sea vegetables are high in iodine. So I get my iodine from Super Greens and Essential Source every day. You probably should, too. Uh, but that can affect your thyroid. The thyroid then can affect how your body manages cholesterol, which can raise your cholesterol levels, which means you might be on medication. The medication can have adverse effects on your liver. It can affect uh, something called CoQ10. CoQ10 is an enzyme that's produced in your liver, and it goes into the cells and makes the cells, uh, it helps the cells produce energy. So if you're taking cholesterol medication, the same enzyme that produces CoQ10 produces cholesterol. And so the medication can lower your production of CoQ10, which can cause the mitochondria, the part of the cell that produces energy, not to work. And you can have a lot of adverse effects from that. Fatigue is one of them. But here's the thing. You might get tired because you're taking it, but it's affecting how the muscles work. Not just your biceps and your triceps. How about your heart? Your heart's a muscle. And you need CoQ10 to get into the mitochondria to cause the muscles to contract. And if you don't have that, Uh, the heart may not be properly. So in an ironic twist, if you're taking medication for cholesterol, it can affect CoQ10, which can affect mitochondria, which can affect your heart from beating properly. So you're taking it to protect your heart, and in in the long run, you're actually adversely affecting your heart in in a roundabout way. So that's why I always try to get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. And who would have thought that not getting enough iodine can affect your thyroid, which can affect your cholesterol, which can get you on medication, which can affect mitochondria function, which can affect your heart? That's why we always treat the body, I do, we do, my team of doctors, as a whole unit, not just individual parts. Now, I am not against you taking medication if you need it. If you need medication, absolutely positively, I'm begging you, please take your medication. But we try to find out why you're having these problems and then hopefully get in there and fix them. Type 2 diabetes can raise your blood sugar levels. When it's too much sugar, the sugar attaches to proteins such as cholesterol molecules. Okay, so the sugar can actually raise your cholesterol levels as well. Most type 2 diabetics, according to medical research, can reduce or eliminate the need for medication by changing their diet. So this is not hard to figure out, folks. The research is pretty clear on this. Uh, If you don't know what to do about type 2 diabetes, go to my website, drjoe.com, and just type in the word diabetes. Listen to the show we did. It's like a two-hour show we did on diabetes and learn all the little tricks I've put together over the years that I've put together, research has put together, to show that there are a lot of things you can do to help manage that diabetes. It's really cool. And so you can manage the diabetes, which can then lower your blood sugar, which can then lower your cholesterol levels, which can then reduce your need for medication. This is pretty neat stuff. And that's what patients come to us for. Patients come to us because they say, Dr. Joe, you always seem to be able to break things down and try to get to the source of the issue. And sometimes it's a neurological issue. Sometimes it's a pinched nerve. And in fact, uh, there was just a study out. I was just a guest on a show. 
And they said that 50% of Americans believe they will never have another pain-free day in their lives. And most Americans have uh, 12 pain, uh, what, no, 13, 13 pain-free days a year. All the other days they have pain. Now, I feel there's always going to be some pain. I mean, you're sitting too long, your butt hurts, you move around. Well, yeah, I mean, that's okay. Pain is telling you something's wrong. But when it comes to chronic pain issues, we keep trying to treat the symptoms and not treat the cause. And this is where something like chiropractic comes in. Chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive treatment for back pain. Why wouldn't you go to a chiropractor if you had back pain? It's the most effective, it's the least expensive, least side effects. Why is this not the portal of entry for every pain patient in the world? I don't know. There is one insurance company now that's experimenting with saying anybody that has pain has to go to a chiropractor first. I think they said 10 or 12 visits or something like that to see if we can resolve the issue with less aggressive, less expensive techniques. Duh. I don't know how else to say it. Yes, of course, that should be standard treatment. When you have back pain, it should be chiropractic first, drug second, surgery last. For some reason, insurance companies will pay for surgeries. I mean, surgery may, surgery may cost $50,000 and they'll pay 8000 for it. But why even go that route when we have options? And so, so many patients come to our offices. We are in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Patients come to us and say, Dr. Joe, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer for so many years in pain when all it took was a series of chiropractic adjustments? And my answer is, I don't know. I don't know why you waited so long. I don't know why you suffered for so long. Because you, we're here. My Marriott office, I've been in this, that office for 30, 37 years. Open at least five days a week. So why you haven't shown up is your fault, not mine. So if you do have pain, I'd love to have the opportunity to meet with you and my team of doctors would. And let's see if this is something that we can help. So if you'd like to make an appointment, go to our website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com. You can book it right online, all over this. Book an appointment now, ready for a consultation. Click on that. It brings you to a map, a, a calendar. I'm sorry. You can click on whatever office you want to go to. Set up a time to come see us. We accept most insurances, car accidents, sports injuries, Medicare, uh, and better. And this is my thing with car accidents. I was talking to somebody about this earlier. I've seen thousands, I've maybe even tens of thousands of car accidents in my career. I've never seen an accident where the car was damaged and the occupants weren't. You are not stronger than a solid steel car, even a plastic car. You're not stronger than that. So if the car was damaged, you were damaged, you need to come see us right away. And the reason is the insurance companies play little games. Even if you cause the accident, you still need to come see us. They play a little game. And that little game is, you didn't go to the doctor fast enough, so we're not going to pay you. We're not going to accept your claim. Now, there's two points behind this. One is, well, you didn't have a car. Maybe doctor's office was closed. You couldn't get out. Uh, but two... The, the main thing is the insurance company saying, well, how do we know that you got in the accident and then two days later didn't fall down a flight of stairs and then blame it on the accident? I think it's a little dece uh, deceitful, I guess. The insurance companies do this, but the insurance company's job is to not pay your bills. It's not to pay your bills, it's to not pay your bills. If they cannot pay you, they make money and they're in profit. And they make trillions of dollars every year. And so they fight tooth and nail on the cases if they can you have to be able to set up a, a, a plan so that they can't argue with you. 
Nope, I did everything right. I went to the doctor right away. I went to see Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe treated me with chiropractic care. We have a medical division. We did medical workups. If that doesn't work, we can escalate it to another level, another level, another level. But there's a protocol. I teach this. I teach this to doctors and lawyers on how to deal with car accidents. And so there's a protocol that we make sure every patient follows in car accidents so that the insurance company has very little argument with you. They kind of got to go, yeah, I guess got to pay the bills. So uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, if you want to make an appointment, drjoe.com. We have offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. I forgot where I was there for a second. All right, other reasons you may have high cholesterol. Menopause. Sex hormone estrogen affects your cholesterol levels. As estrogen levels fall, cholesterol levels go up. If you sit too much, if you sit too much, it's bad for your health. When you sit a long time, there's an enzyme that turns harmful LDL, low-density low lipoproteins, into good high-density lipoproteins. When you sit too much, that enzyme level reduces so it doesn't convert the bad stuff into the good stuff. It stays as the bad stuff. And so if you're sitting too much, not a good idea. What I recommend is this. If you have a, a, a job where you sit around a lot, Set a clock, set a timer, set your ca- computer. Every, f- every hour, get up and just walk around for five minutes. And if you're new to the show, the way I recommend it is you do something called a cross-crawl. And this is a very quick, uh, concentrated, highly effective form of exercise. You stand up and you bring your right elbow to your left knee and your left elbow to your right knee. You're marching in place, basically, okay? And you're swinging right arm, left leg, left arm, right leg. And what that does, that integrates the brain. Because the brain, most of us segregate our brain. We use one side of the brain more than the other. We want to integrate and utilize all parts of the brain. So by doing something called a cross-crawl, it'll increase energy. It'll help you balance. It helps with sleep. It helps with thought process. It helps with focus. It helps with so many different levels of your life because it integrates the brain. And so that's what I recommend, five minutes a day. I do it just before every show. I do it between shows many times. I'll stand up and just do a quick 30-second cross-crawl. But if you can do this, and, and you don't have to do it in place. You can walk while you're doing it, swing your arms and your legs, but very effective to get the brain working and the body working. And you're not going to get a better, more effective overall workout is the right word uh, than a cross crawl in the short amount of time you're going to do. Now, it's not cardio. You could do cardio, I guess, if you do it fast enough. But cross crawl is uh, just an amazing exercise that I love people to do. And that's going to help keep that enzyme level that, pre- that converts bad cholesterol into good cholesterol. Other reasons you have high cholesterol, you have uh, non-fat, uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver, many times caused by too much fructose. We talked about fructose, and fructose converts into glucose, and in the process, it creates uric acid. Uric acid gets in your joints, and it hurts. Many cases of non-alcoholic fatty liver, which affects one in four adults, is because you eat too much sugar. And so you've got to cut back that sugar. And if you don't know how to do that, go to our website, drjoe.com. And listen to the show we did on sugar. Just type the word sugar in the website, and you'll find a lot of information there. Now, the website is there for your purpose, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you have a specific issue, a specific topic, just type in what you're looking for. Chances are we've done shows and articles and lectures and podcasts on it. So you're not going to find many topics we haven't covered. So you can go to the website, listen to that. Again, if you want to make an appointment, the website is drjoe.com. And Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We would love the opportunity to be your doctor. Now, if you have a question and we didn't get to it uh, you can, and you can't find it, you can always send it to us through the website. There's a little bot that pops up on the website, 
and it says, would you like to chat? Just say, hey, I have a question. Make sure you put your email address in and either me or Joe, my assistant, will get back to you as quickly as we possibly can. Hey folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. The website again, drjoe.com. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app.